Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. I'm sorry I went on that tangent. I didn't actually mean to do that. It just kind of came out. No. <laughs> I went on a major tangent before you, so. Yeah. Let's just, we're, ta- we're, uh, we're tan- tangerines. We really are tangerines. That's how I feel. Like a tangerine. Just ready to be. Squeezed? Ready to be squeezed. I would love to be squeezed. Yeah, I bet you would. Yeah, and audience, if you want to know what being squeezed means, you can put two and two together, but reference. <laughs> what? I don't know. Maybe someone's like, what are you, ta- <laughs> what are you talking about being squeezed? Uh, no, it's true. It's true. I don't know. Put the two and two together. <laughs> reference episode four of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Good call a great episode guys we're this is episode 15 which is truly stunning to me and i'm just i'm actually really curious i haven't even thought about this since until this moment right now but do you guys have a favorite episode so far oh my god yeah let us know i haven't even thought about it i haven't even thought about what my favorite is let alone like what the listener's favorite is me neither i feel like as we continue to come out with new episodes there's always it's hard to pick a favorite. It's they're all our children. Like, how do you yeah. pick a favorite child? We have fifteen babies now. After we after we put this one out into the world. Yep, yep. And they, and all... they all have a different personality. Some are a bit more, you know, A type, more loosey goosey. Some are kind of weird, but you love them anyway. Yep, you still got to put them out there into the world. Otherwise, they'll be sheltered. Exactly, and I want them to feel. I want them to feel. All that the world has to offer. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Sarah and I would be excellent parents, right, guys? Crimea and River. Crimea River. (laughs) I just, my favorite part about that bit is that that's how we'd call them. Like, when it's time for dinner, we (laughs) 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 we go out onto our front porch. (laughs) But we'd live next door to each other. So I'd be like, Crimea. And you'd River. be like, wait, why don't we live in the same running. house? Oh, I didn't even think about that. We we want our own space, babe. We just want to have our own space. And also, we're so successful that we can own two houses next door to each other. You don't want to cuddle me at night? Yeah, but we can still do that, even if we have different houses. I'll come over to yours, you'll come over to mine. Okay, but like, I feel like that's just gonna, you're just gonna cheat on me. I mean... That's kind of the whole point of these two houses, but no, I would never, I would never do that. Okay. 
Percy Benz, we, I, you know what? I think we should be, I think we should be super real right now and just mention really quick <laughs> that we're kind of both not feeling so hot lately. And I think that yeah. we should just talk about that openly. We don't have to go deep dives. This, this ain't no therapy session because we truly, we actually just like had a therapy session with each other. But yeah, if anyone is feeling kind of like low lately, just know that honestly, so are we. And we're definitely not the only ones because everyone I talk to feels this way. And it's just nice to know. It's nice to hear someone say that. I always, I always feel more like I just breathe a little bit deeper when I'm like, oh, someone else gets it. Like someone else understands. Even if we're going through technically different things, we all kind of have the same types of sadnesses, sadnesses and anxieties. I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's been very, very apparent for me in the past couple weeks. And when Sarah told me she was feeling the same way, we were both voice noting each other, just expressing, like trying to help each other out, but also just, you know, saying what's on our mind. And it does help because, you know, we, we've talked about this before, how social media can give you such a different idea of what's actually going on in someone's life. Um, We don't really know. And yeah, I've been feeling it deeply. Sarah has been too. So I love that she, you know, we're being open about it. We kind of don't really know 100% what's up. Like a little bit, yes. There are some moments in my life that I'm like, ah, okay, I'm thinking about this and this is making me upset. Yeah. And Sarah also Same. has that. Same, we're trying yeah. to find the little joys. Yeah, that's what we were talking about today. It was just like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but make time for the little things that bring you joy. And put those things above the things that don't. I think that's so simple, but it's just kind of something I'm trying to implement. And it's just like a start to kind of pull yourself out of whatever you're struggling with. And we're here for you guys. And I know like if there's something you're going through and you don't really know who to talk to, you can DM us either through our personal accounts, Sergio underscore Persisan or Girl X Girl Podcast, whatever you're comfortable with. Whatever you want, guys. We're just chilling here, ready to voice note you. And I think like we're recording this at the very beginning of June and we are so psyched that it's Pride Month, finally, and we're ready to celebrate. But I think Persis made a really good point. She posted on her feed today and kind of made a point that like this is a celebration and it's also an acknowledgement of struggles now struggles previously struggles that will happen in the future and I think mental health is just such a big part of that it's for everyone but the queer community there's there's a mental health pandemic inside the queer community and I think there always has so just know that like we don't really talk about mental health that much on the pod maybe that's something we could do a whole topic or a whole like episode or something maybe I would absolutely love to do that because exactly like you said we oh my god it takes such a toll on your mental health especially when you're not you're you're feeling all this hate about the person you are you can be feeling that from the outside world your inner world even on yourself and then yeah that causes so much like stress on your mental and I think we should definitely talk about that one episode I'm I'm excited too and I would even talk about my own personal struggles if everyone wants to hear it um because I definitely went through something really really dark around the time I did I did first come out and um Maybe someone would need to hear that too, to know they're just not alone. As someone who identifies as straight 
and who is struggling with their mental health right now, it's hard for me to even imagine if I had that extra layer of what you were just talking about, like mental health problems caused by like hate or caused by like identity issues, like those kind of, like everyone has their own shit, but I'm just saying like, we're all in it together, but I, I think it's important to note that queer people need to take care of their mental health, like especially. Yes. Yep. Yeah, please do. Please do. It's who you are and no one can take that away from you. So <laughs> take care of yourself, please. Yeah, guys, guys, Aww, please. I'm feeling care. emotional. I'm feeling emotional, but I, I just like, it's just because I love you. I love you too. You're like one of my favorite people to talk to in the world. Me? Yes. Oh my God. Wait, one of? <laughs> Who? I mean, the hell. You're my favorite. I mean, you're my favorite person to talk to in the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for saying that without being prompted. You're like hands down one of my favorite people to talk to. <laughs> what up? Not, not the favorite. <laughs> Actually, you might be. You might be my favorite person to talk to. Yeah, because it's not. I love how I agree. No, but I'm saying. Yeah, like- I know. <laughs> I'm saying like there's people who you it doesn't mean you love me the most in the world but it means like maybe our banter is super fun (laughs) I mean okay don't don't need to be rude I'm just saying I'm just agreeing I'm just agreeing with you I'm just saying I think we have great banter yeah like there's never a dull moment no it's just easy I think the reason why I like talking to you is because it's easy easy peasy lemon squeezy I don't have to I don't have to worry about like saying the wrong thing even though we're talking to like all these people you know what i mean just be organic (laughs) inside joke exactly sorry guys you don't need to know that that part of me i know we talk about a lot of things but you're not gonna know what i mean when i say organic okay it could mean anything so guys i'm really excited to talk about this and i know sarah is too but our podcast topic for today is actually going to be femme lesbian struggles Um, It's something that I personally dealt with, so there's a lot I can speak to. And Sarah, if you have any questions, obviously just let me know. Always. Something I kind of still struggle with now, not as much as I did like compared to earlier on in my like coming out journey, but yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So Persis, for anyone who hasn't listened to our episode called Do I Look Gay? What exactly is a femme? Yeah, so I would describe a femme lesbian to be someone who um, is more feminine presenting, maybe has longer hair, likes to do their makeup, typically could dress in feminine clothing. Maybe not all the time, but one thing that Sarah and I have talked about a lot is the hair aspect of maybe being feminine and like having it done in a certain way, or maybe your hair is always done and your makeup is always like looking good. I don't know. Just, I guess the best way to describe it is someone who's a little bit more feminine. And you describe yourself as femme. Yeah, I usually, I would describe myself as femme. I would love to hear if anyone else thinks differently of me, but. Because I know we were thinking on maybe like STEM. Yeah, um, because sometimes my clothing can be a little bit more androgynous, but we were also saying that I think that's also just me following along with like whatever the trends are kind of now. And I also like to dress for comfort. So totally, you'll typically find me wearing sneakers most of the time or bike shorts and a tee. Even right now, I'm actually wearing like a big, like cozy tie-dye sweater. It looks so cozy. Yeah. And 
maybe the most feminine lesbian. If you or if you saw a femme lesbian, she might not wear that. Maybe I don't know. So I think I'm a mix of both. I think sometimes I can be very feminine. Maybe if I'm dressing up a little bit more, because my if I'm gonna dress up, I'll probably wear something more feminine as opposed to like something androgynous. Like you won't really catch me wearing like a suit. I'd right. love to wear a suit or like bag your yeah, like clothing. A great, a great pantsuit, like Fletcher style. Oh my God. I love it. And that's a little bit more androgynous, but I would even consider Fletcher to be a femme queer woman. Yeah, I think so too. So essentially femme is just how you present yourself. Yeah. Your looks and how you dress. Yeah. Yeah. Is it how you talk at all? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think so. I think so. And so what, like if you talk in a bit more of a feminine way? Yeah, probably. And I don't know if that's really like right for me to say. I don't know. How do you think I talk? What, what's your, per- I want to hear an outsider's perspective. I don't think you talk like overly feminine, but you definitely have a bit of a softer tone to your voice. Mm-hmm. It's not like your voice isn't harsh by any means. It's definitely, yeah, it's like a soft kind of like pleasant voice, which I think a lot of people would associate soft pleasantness with like feminine femininity. Right. It's not like when you talk, I'm like, it's overly feminine, if that makes sense. I think I like how you said the soft aspect, because I feel like that's true. And I never really paid attention too much to, to tone of voice, but maybe that could be a thing. Yeah. Just, just a uh, food for thought, but it's mainly like how you look. If someone sees you across a room, that is kind of what would be femme presenting about you. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I also was just going to jump into as well. I think a lot of people are already or always assume femme lesbians are more of the submissive type. And that can go into a later Mm -hmm. conversation about how women are perceived to be submissive as opposed to men um, who are the dominant person. But that is not true. Absolutely not true. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. So these are some, you know what? I've heard some of these um, assumptions even through my coming out journey, but I also did some Googling and found out like these were like the main femme lesbian struggles on some articles. One of them I actually found off Cosmofault. (laughs) We love Cosmo. We love Cosmo. Cosmo is (laughs) funny. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to read, I'm going to read these. Okay. Can't wait. Ready for them, Sarah? Read them good, honey. You're too pretty to be gay. It's true. You don't look gay. Yeah, true also. You just haven't found the right guy yet. Mm, that's the one. That's the that's the truth. So since you're attracted to androgynous women, do you secretly want to be with a man? Yes. You're just experimenting. I know it. <laughs> I know it too. So you probably just want to have a threesome, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you gay or are you just an ally? <laughs> Wait, what is that one? I've heard, so that was something that I saw in an article where people will just assume like, if you're, fe- if you're feminine, oh, she can't be gay. She's probably just like a huge ally for the community. Like, okay, hold on. I want to wrap my head around this. So they're, what, they're, what they're assuming is that you are saying you're queer, but really you just love the queer community. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? So, Sarah, it's almost like, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, you might just think like, oh, I don't think she's actually gay. I think she's just like, loves the queer community and wants to support them. 
Like people just don't believe you. They'll think you're just experimenting. Well, because being queer is is ins- like insane. Why would you be queer when you can be an ally? You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I know much like rather be an ally. So it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. And there was one more one more struggle here, gal pal mentality. Yeah, so this is really interesting. The gal pal mentality is what a lot of people sometimes I think subconsciously think. So you can see two feminine women together holding hands, being affectionate with each other. Mm. You might think, oh, they're just really close best friends. They're gal mm. pals. Mm-hmm. Oh, they mm-hmm. make out. Up, they make out. Gal pal. It's actually. It made me. Re- it reminded me of a comment that we saw in the Fletcher music video that she did with Shannon Beveridge called "Wasted Youth." Guys, if you haven't seen that music video, it's the sweetest music video ever. Honestly, I think it's one of my favorites just based on how they shot it. It's basically showing two feminine presenting women in love. They're not overly sexualized. They're completely together in the music video and you can clearly see that. And someone made a comment and it made me laugh because they were obviously being sarcastic, but they said heteros be like, oh, they're such good friends. (laughs) I remember that comment. They are they are such good friends, Persis. Like, you don't think that there's anything more going on there. They're just gal pals. Just gal pals. And honestly, I kind of went through a situation like that a little bit in high school um, that I just thought about where I was at a party and I was with my the girl I liked at the time. Purse, everyone knows Alice. Okay. <laughs> okay, Alice. So we all know Alice. Alice and She's I She's an old friend of the pod. <laughs> She is an old friend of the pod. We haven't mentioned her in a while. So I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like this could be very much like, oh, they're just, they're gal pals, you know? Clearly we, we were friends, but there was something more. And I remember her and I, we tried so many times to like sneak off to just like actually make out with each other at this party. Yeah. And, um, but like, seriously, we were being serious about it. It wasn't like, we just want to make out for fun. Like her and I kind of gave each other this look like, we like, like want to make out with each other. We would, we went to the basement. We were like trying to make out. There was like people coming in, all that. But I remember there was one specific moment where her and I couldn't stop laughing because we finally thought we were alone. We <laughs> went to um, Kaylin's backyard. Shout out. Kaylin. Kaylin had the best parties in high school. We went to this, uh, her backyard. There was a big hammock. So she like put, put me onto the hammock with her Ooh. and we were, we were both like cuddling, like looking up at the stars. It was like really cute, but I was still nervous. Cause I was like, okay, are we like going to make out now? Like we've been trying to like do this the whole party. Yeah. We started this guy. I, I'm not going to even say who it is. You don't even know him, Sarah. It was just a random guy from my grade. Okay. Comes up being like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Oh, can I join? Can I join? Like, oh my he good. like flipped over the hammock. God. And we were like swinging. And, I'm, and it just made me think like, if we, were a, if, if, I, if, if we were a couple, a boy and a girl, would anyone like run up and be like, what are you doing? Like, nope. what's going on? It's, nope. you would, you'd be like, bye. Like these, this couple wants to make out. 100%. So that made me think of it too, where it's like two feminine girls we really did want to have a moment alone. We weren't like showing off to the party, which one is also very performative, but we were very like, let's be together alone. We were trying to find some time alone together and a guy from my grade totally ruined the moment. Well, let's just say I'm not a huge fan of the guy from your grade, first of all. And second of all, I think there's also another kind of stereotype here about women being drunk and making, kissing each other, making out with each other, whatever, that women... Um, hooking up with women is like a thing they do when they're drunk at a party. 
so I think that's a that's another layer. Like, and think about all the think about all like the raunchy teen movies that were you know that were popular in the eight honestly forever like eighties seventies eighties nineties two thousands that were like women get drunk at parties and then kiss each other straight like straight feminine beautiful women do that. Um, I think that's also like a whole other part of this gal pal mentality thing, right? Yes. And, and you were at they... a party when this was when this experience happened. For me, that felt very real. Clearly, I wanted to be alone with her, and I think she did too. It was very. It didn't seem like she she wasn't like let's do this in front of people. It was like we want to be alone together. Yeah, I would have been pissed. Yeah, I was pissed at, the, at this guy. Yeah, I would have been pissed. Very pissed, and she was too. And then I think it kind of killed the mood a little bit. So then we. Just went inside and I actually remember Aww. we uh oh, oh my god, I can't believe I want to say this. We <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we're getting well, real in this episode. We really are, guys. Don't like judge the situation, audience. Whatever. We were like literally 16. Okay. Oh, I'm only gonna say this because we were 16, times were a little toxic. Not the good kind of toxic. And Not you know what I mean? Toxic. You know what I mean by that? Um, yeah, everyone knows. When she went to bed, it's so weird how I remember this distinct thing she said to me. Anyway, so Alice had a boyfriend at the time and he was sleeping over at Caitlin's house. We were all sleeping over, like a few of us. And I remember, so she was going to like go to bed with him, like in another room. And then I was sleeping in Caitlin's room with like the rest of the girls. And she like came up to me and gave me a big, big hug. And she was like, I'm really so sorry. Like we couldn't really actually like have our moment together. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something way juicier than that. It's all right. You think I thought it was going to be something bad. I thought it was going to be something bad. You were setting it up like it was something bad that you did. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we were like innocent. It was cute. But she, I remember I was surprised she said that because I was like, she was being so genuine. She was like, I'm sorry we didn't have our moment together. And I was like, Mm. it's okay. But secretly you were like devastated. (laughs) Don't even, truly, I don't even think, I think I was bummed, but I think I just went to bed and I was like, night because I didn't even know I didn't even know what I was feeling I remember being like I didn't want to kiss anyone else I was really excited to make out with you yeah and then and then I just went to bed I wasn't even like thinking do I really like her do I this I was just like I wanted to make out and I didn't want to make out with men I wanted to make out with you girl yeah that's fair that's fair I wish that guy didn't ruin it I know it would have been really cute to like make out but then again I was wondering I wonder where her boyfriend was this whole party. Well, I mean, that's a that's a factor we're just going to pretend wasn't a part of this whole, whole scenario. He was not only um, her boyfriend, but he was at the party. I'm just going to pretend that's not part of the story. You know what I mean? I wonder if he would, maybe in his head, he would have, like I said, this is this all goes into femme lesbian struggles, but maybe he was thinking, oh, they're, they're just I, gal he pals. Knew, he knew we would kiss. Like, it wasn't really a secret. Like, he yeah. knew she would kiss me and stuff. So it wasn't like she was like, looking back, yeah, that was probably not cool. But because um, my, at least my mentality wasn't like gal pal. Yeah, but everyone else's was like gal pals. So maybe it was like a nice little buffer for you to be like, y'all are thinking gal pals and I'm thinking I want to make out with this girl for real, for real. So it was like, sweet, you guys can think it's gal pals all you want. I knew what I wanted and at that moment I wanted her. That's right. Oh man, I love I love when Persis gets like uh, confident. Yeah, well, and I mean, overall, I I really do think I am a confident person, at least in knowing what I want. I I kind of laugh that like sometimes I'm not really afraid to just like say whatever the hell I think. Like 
I was cringing so hard there. You know, the first girl I ever slept with when I was 20 yes. or 21. I always forget if I was 20 or 21. I don't <sighs> same, same. Same, same. But um, I was too confident in the fact that I thought I could just say whatever the hell I wanted. Listen, guys, I'm going to be so honest. I've learned a lot. I've slowed, I've slowed it down because like, I, guys, I slept for, with a girl for the first time. I was going crazy because I never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. But this girl was also 28. I was 21. She was in a whole, like, I'm even picturing me. I'm not even 28 yet. I can only imagine what she thought when she saw this text message from me. <laughs> what did it say again? I just remember that it was long. I just remember guys. it was long, long, long. You showed it to me and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sure she'll respond. Oh, guys, guys, guys. I'm, I don't care. I think it's hilarious and I'm going to own it. Whatever. <laughs> own it. So young purse just slept with a woman for the first time, was feeling alive. She had never felt anything like that in her life. Never, ever. <laughs> um, this girl and I were like friends after we did, but I was, I was still like in love with her for sure. Totally smitten. Smitten. Maybe not. I don't think I, I didn't know what love was, but I was very smitten and infatuated with her. Yeah, and like love. Yeah, it's own form of love. It's a form of love. I decided it would be a good idea to <laughs> text her at like 4 a.m. Never a good idea, guys. Always no. get someone to like. If, if you look at the clock and it says 4 a.m., go to bed. I wrote something like, you're like a soulmate to me and stuff like that. Persis, persis, persis. Oh, no. Listen, we live and we learn. We live and we learn. We live and we learn. And she honestly took it very nicely. She, because I obviously cringed at myself later because I, I woke up and I was like, why, what? I can't believe I said that. <laughs> it's like, I literally had no filter. I just was so confident in like yeah. saying what I felt. And guys, no, she it's was a, not a soulmate to me. I didn't know who she mm, really was. No, but I think like your confidence in yourself is even though it got you into a little bit of trouble and you said some, you said some things that like maybe you shouldn't have said, it, it's good now because the confidence is still with you and it's serving you now. And it honestly, it has served you your whole life. So I think it's a great thing. <laughs> it's serving me now. And obviously like I, I've learned more where I'm not just blurting out things that actually like just aren't true or also like that I need to maybe be like person simmer down if you're feeling all these things I just didn't know how to control my feelings at the time like I said it was very yeah. roadrunner because I never felt it before and clearly for yeah. her as a 28 year old woman had gone through so much more that I think she's like oh my god this 21 year old is like you know telling me all this stuff but she was really sweet and I remember sure. She actually even said, like, you're my favorite person I met here. Because she, she wasn't – I don't want to, like, go into too much detail. But she wasn't from Canada. And uh, <laughs> she – so just – she was nice about it. But in my head, I was like, oh, Persis. Why? Yeah, but but I think the way – the Roadrunner thing, like, the way I see it, the way I, I picture it is when you were, like, 21 to 24 experiencing this stuff for the first time – I'm picturing it as when I was 13 and having my like first crazy crap and the crazy stuff I did and said because these emotions I'd never had before. So I, I can completely relate. It just happened to it just happened to hit you a decade later because you had to like sort through all your sexuality. But I, I did some crazy, cra I said some crazy shit. I wrote a whole album. We talked about this. 
100%. And that's why like, I'm going to like not be so hard on myself because it's like, these were, I've never, I'd never experienced things like that before. I never acted that way around men. Maybe the last time I did was when I was 14. And then that kind of faded fairly quickly. And the whole process with Alice through high school was like, it's kind of saved me because she was my best friend. So I also was like, no, I'm not going to like do anything that'll ruin a friendship. But because this woman was someone I just slept with, I was like, wow, now I can say these things. I don't really feel this pressure of her being my friend. Like, let me tell her she's my soulmate. Let me tell her, how could you do this to me? Or whatever I (laughs) said. Guys. If you ever find the messages, can you read them on the air? Oh, um, I definitely have the messages still because they're on Facebook Messenger. Okay. Maybe later. Maybe maybe for a future episode. We'll just post a screenshot. Should we post a screenshot on our girl on girl? uh, Chris's. Yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. All I have to say is, listen, that girl and I went through some ups and downs, but I have to say she did, she did, there was some stuff that happened, but, but I shouldn't have said some stuff like that intensely. Like, Jesus, girl, my Scorpio moon came out to play. Yeah, but you were 21. Like, she was 28. <laughs> I'm just picturing myself with a, with a 20 year old right now. And I'm like, I am taking advantage of their emotions, their everything. Um, I know. True, 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 true. Yeah, that is very, that is kind of a big, that can be a big gap. And I think we were obviously on different ages, just I don't care about age gaps, but that she could clearly tell I was on a different level than her. Like, so back to femme struggles. So all of these, all of these things you mentioned, you've, you've heard them many times, whether it's to yourself or to someone else. What is the most frustrating part about these things? Like these, these uh, stereotypes. I have a couple. One thing that we've talked about before, and I think might will slowly start to get better as we're getting more representation is sometimes of me just not knowing if another woman is into women. And like we've talked about before, I am usually attracted to like other femme presenting women that's just kind of always been me. I'm not going to say I'll close the door at anyone who's not femme presenting, but that's just, if you have a type, I, I do have a type. That's just how I am. So, and sometimes just not knowing if they are and like maybe having to figure it out, especially if I don't really want to use apps, that can be a little difficult of just like going out into the world. And I could see a really cute girl. Let's say I'm sitting across, sitting in the park and I see someone really cute. What, am I going to have the confidence to go walk up to her and be like hey could I like go up and talk to her I don't know it's weirdly like all you have to go off of right unless you unless you do go up and talk to her all you have to go off of is how she looks Mm -hmm. you're like don't judge me for how I look but also I I'm judging you for how you look because I'm trying to figure out if you're queer or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally so there's different motives behind it all of these um, struggles that you mentioned. You're too pretty to be gay. You just don't look like you're gay. You haven't re- found the right guy yet. All of those things. The motive behind that is a lot different than you being like, is girl queer or not? Because she's cute. Are you gay? Yeah. And another thing is the not being taken seriously. Like that's really tough because yeah. I try really not to care about what other people think. And now I've gotten to a point where I don't really care as much because I've been owning myself so much more. And I think if anyone is still going to look at me, even after I tell them I'm gay and they're going to be like, nah, I'll be like, okay. It's like what we talked about last week with the response to the homophobic jokes in the workplace, like with just being like, yeah, and if anyone said any of these things to you, you'd be like, I'm I'm gay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and because I'm gay. Exactly, exactly. 
but that can still be a little, it, it still frustrates me because I'm like, why? I want to be taken seriously. And eventually when I get to a point when I'm dating another woman, like very seriously, let's just say, I don't want to be thought of as like they're experimenting together. Because why, why would we, when like you look at a straight couple and you take them so seriously? When you kind of yeah. like that question or the, um, that question or voice note we got from that user, did we use a code name for her where she was saying how she wasn't sure if her parents were taking her seriously compared to her sister? Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Compared to Ellie's story. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm lucky I wouldn't feel that with my family, like necessarily. And I know um, everyone has some work to do, but I, I've gotten to a point with my parents where they want me to meet a girlfriend. Like they're so excited and they're like, we can't wait to meet her as long as she's like a good girl. Great. I know they'd be like talking to me about like future planning and stuff like that, like lives together. I know they get to that point. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's like if I am out in the world and I'm out like in the sitting. World, yeah. And maybe if I'm sitting with her at a park and we're like cuddling and holding hands, I know I shouldn't care about what other people think, but I do wonder if maybe because we're both feminine presenting, are they going to take us like seriously as a couple? Or are yeah. they going to be like, oh, they must be like close friends or maybe they're just hooking up you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I think another thing that we haven't talked about yet is like shock value. Like people will always like jump to, um, (sighs) like that's another thing is if you might wonder if you were sitting there with your girlfriend, uh, you know, out at the park or something, someone might be like, oh, they just want attention. I was going to, you took the words in my mouth. I was going to say like, it's, it's almost like this factor of just inequality. It's like, I want to go out into the world with another femme-presenting girl who I'm dating and feel equal to my femme-presenting best friend who's dating a man. I don't want to have to deal. It's not fair. It's like like a fair thing. It's not fair that I have to deal with all these layers of like people questioning whether my relationship's serious or whether I'm just serious as a person, whether my identity is serious or not. Um, I literally can't imagine constantly being like I'm straight and people questioning it I'd be like what do you mean yeah yeah which is what happened to AJ right yeah it wasn't that she was saying I'm straight and everyone was like no you're not but everyone told her what she was based on how she looked so she was like okay and she had to figure it out for herself and have that confidence but before that people just told her what she was uh yeah it's told her she was gay being told who you are by someone else is not like you got to do the work yourself. And I had heard from two friends of mine when I first came out as bi that, no, you're not. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) So I could only, it's, it's very like, and that was even just me coming out as bi where sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like saying, like we've talked about before can almost be a bit of an easier transition sometimes. Yeah. That's not the way I was really looking at it, but to even hear that, to say like, no, you're not you seem like a dick kind of girl. Yep. (laughs) We actually had um, a listener who reached out to us and was telling us a bit of their story. And we're going to share the story on a later episode. But it just reminded me of one part of the story where she finally came out to a male friend of hers. And his response was, I always thought you were hetero. Or I always thought you were, I've always seen you as hetero. And as much as I like want to say you know maybe that was just his response I don't know I I almost want to try and find like some sort of like 
um, understanding there. And it's really hard for me to understand like why that's a useful response. Like what's useful about saying that to someone who just came out to you? This goes into what we talked about on our last episode. Like, yeah, that's not useful, but maybe pause before you make a comment because pause baby. Why would I ever, I cannot imagine anyone coming out to me and I don't care if I think you look like the straightest person I've ever seen to walk the planet earth. (laughs) I don't even know what that looks like. Whatever that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means and I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But if I had that mentality, what good is, is going to come into that person's life of me saying, Oh, I always thought you, you were hetero or like you looked hetero or because that's how I felt when I heard the dick comment. Because one, I was like, yo, mm. what? I don't even know what that means. I'm a dick kind of girl. Ew, first of all. Like, that's Ew. such a weird thing to say. And also, you like, little little you was like, I don't like them, I don't think. Well, like, I was I all, literally don't like them. I was, li- I was really young when that was said, too, that it's not like I had been having the sea of boyfriends where maybe right. they were like, oh, well, you've dated all these dudes. I was really, like, I really wasn't. I was so... Um, maybe I said I had crushes on boys, Yeah. Um, but I wasn't like going nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, and even if yeah. I was, even if I was, let's actually just say I was, that still doesn't give you the right to say that. I think the main reason is because it takes away from what you're discovering about yourself. I think that's kind of like, there's a million reasons why that's not the right thing to say. But I think the main one for you as the person coming out is like, I took a lot of time and hardship and struggle to get to this point where I could say this to you. And by you saying that I seem like a dick kind of girl, or you've always seen me as hetero, it's taking all of that work that I did, and it's just saying it doesn't matter, and that I don't know myself. Whether you think you're saying that or not, that's what that's what you're hearing. That's what Persis is hearing when you say that. Um, you know what I mean? What's the, what's literally, what's the point in saying that? I'm really sorry that that's what was said to you. I'm sorry. It sucks. And I really feel for the user who also had to go through that with someone saying they're hetero. Um, I feel for AJ when people were saying she wasn't straight. It's like. I feel for Ellie who feels like her relationship isn't taken seriously, as seriously as her sister's. Because they're all the same. It's love. Like it goes into saying love is love. I even said, love is love is love is love. Like, I don't know what else to say. Girl, screaming on the mountaintops. Yeah. And it took me a while. I would have so many nights where I would literally like be sitting in bed being like, I'm fantasizing about women and I don't know why. I can't, anytime I think of like being sexual with someone, I remember like 15 years old, I was like, oh, actually, do you want to know something a little raunchy? Always. (laughs) I was daydreaming so hard once in a religion class. Which yeah. makes do. <laughs> in I feel a religion, like that's when you get like the twirliest in religion. I was so twirly in religion. Um, it, I was. I remember this vividly. I was in grade eleven religion class, world religion. Of course, I loved my pro- uh, pro- my teacher. I always say prof, prof, teacher, same, 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 same. But I that was one of the first times I was really like, I was like daydreaming and I was like fantasizing about sex and I could only think of a woman I didn't know who the woman I wasn't even picturing Alice I wasn't picturing it was just a fantasy I like made up a woman in my head a feminine woman Mm, nice um and I was just like sitting there thinking like I didn't even know what I'd be doing 
but all I could think right. about was like a woman like pinning me down oh. like <laughs> religion huh like us making like out is that like me and you yes <laughs> wait like what do you mean you didn't us making out oh I well the woman I pictured had red hair interesting she had a little mole on her um on her upper lip she did yeah yeah that's interesting yeah hmm. really never, nice uh... calves oh <laughs> I thought you were gonna say really nice cat <laughs> oh she did um... have a cat when I walked into her uh apartment oh. she had a really fluffy fat Maine Coon that's interesting <laughs> I don't, I don't really know anyone who fits this bill, but me neither. she sounds like a catch, if you ask me. She was. Very fire-like energy. Um, oh, was she an Aries? Yeah, I pictured her as an Aries. Right. Because that's I what I picture like, in Zodiac signs. That's what you pictured? Zodiac signs? Can you imagine you were, like, daydreaming, all twirly in religion class, and you're like, oh, she's definitely an Aries. <laughs> yeah. That does seem like something teenage persons would do. It would, it would, yeah. I also think, like, religion class um, must have been, like, just all this, like, forbidden taboo stuff. Probably Little Persis was, like, turned on. Yeah, I was. That yeah. was – I remember being, like, whoa. And I remember going – oh, my God. I fantasized it with me walking into this woman's house with my uniform, like, my high school uniform. Oh, so okay. I was wearing my kilt and my crew neck sweater with the polo underneath, and she just, like – just ran at you. I feel like you need to role play this someday with someone. I have my um give my alt. Yeah, I, I think it's in my house in Whippy. I think my mom kept it because she wouldn't give it away. Your mom's gonna listen to this and be like, I am not giving this kill back to you. <laughs> thing I know my my mom sells everything. <laughs> mom, mom, keep the kilt, okay? I need to keep we need to keep the kilt. Yeah, do not give the kilt away because this fantasy is coming to life one day. It was amazing. And I remember that was the most, that was the most like liberated I've, I felt in a while because it's like actually what I wanted when I was like all yeah. my friends were talking about wanting to sleep with men for the first time. And I was like, yeah. I kind of just want to like walk into a woman's house with my kilt on and let her take <laughs> advantage of me. I don't know why, like, the fact that you walked into her house for some reason is, like, so specific, but I feel like maybe you were just gazing into your future, Raven style. If you gaze into the future, I was. I think I was manifesting. I manifested it. Well, I also came out, I was, I'm gay, so, I mean, it's bound to happen. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Of course you were fantasizing about some woman. Like, I think you were probably doing that before and you didn't realize it. And maybe this was one of the first times that you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. This feels right. Straight up, before I'd, every every time I get ready for a party, I was always excited about kissing Alice. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, Um. anyway. (laughs) One thing that I think has been helping and is going to help as we continue to move forward is femme lesbian representation in the media because I think it's just opening people's eyes to the possibility that there are other types of lesbians than maybe they've been exposed to or maybe they haven't seen in their communities or whatever and that as we talked about in many episodes you can look whoever you want there's no queer look anyone and everyone could be queer no matter what they look like I love so, it who are some of your favorite uh, femme lesbians in um, TV and movie. TV and movie. <laughs> you can only pick one movie. 
TV and movie. Movie. So we listed a few. Some characters I actually wanted to talk about was from the show Pretty Little Liars. Emily's character, who was played by Shay Mitchell. Very beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. She's so beautiful. Um, I didn't pay, like, totally being honest, guys, I really didn't pay too much attention to Pretty Little Liars. Like, I did watch it when I was in grade 10, I think I was. Grade 10, 11 with my friend. Um, But I remember the storyline, the first storyline of Emily and Maya. Yeah. Two feminine presenting women. Also, the woman who played Maya, gorgeous, beautiful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who wasn't beautiful? I think everyone's beautiful. Um, But I, as a kid, I think I remember as well, teenager, being like, I love that they're showing this. They're showing these this storyline of Emily and Maya totally falling in love, dating. Um, yeah. I know Emily, she, she comes out as gay and then she ends up dating Paige, who's like a softball player. No, swimmer, swimmer. She's a swimmer. Paige, I think. I don't know. I read all the Pretty Little Liars books and I like back in the day and I cannot tell you. But I do remember the books talking, like obviously talking very in depth about Emily's queer experience and I I remember being like oh this is cool like I I haven't read this before in a especially in a young adult novel so that was cool and and then also to go into Emily and Allison's relationship so Emily's storyline I think was very very important for Pretty Little Liars and I'm really glad they had that representation especially with a very feminine presenting woman I would consider Shay Mitchell and that's just me looking at her I I don't want to speak for Shay but we can see that like visibly for the audience, you you might not look at Shay Mitchell's character and think, oh, Emily's gay. I like that they had someone who you maybe wouldn't think fit the stereotype of what a gay woman would look like. So yeah, that was beautiful. Me too. Another um, femme queer couple I really, really want to get into is one of my personal favorites was Casey and Izzy from Atypical. And I only got into Atypical in 2020, like maybe in like no December 2020, like Christmas break. I binged it the like literally the first three seasons and season four is coming out in July and I'm very excited. I think it was such a beautiful story because you have Casey who is a little bit more androgynous. She's on the androgynous side, but they don't put too much emphasis on her sexuality at all. Once again, you don't know what Casey's label is. She has a boyfriend, um, spoiler alert. So just letting you guys know, um, she has a boyfriend, like through most of the seasons, but then totally falls for her best friend, Izzy. Oh my God. Is that how you like imagine it happening with us? Yes, exactly. It's what's okay. going to happen. Right. Um, Izzy's very much my type. Fievel, played by Fievel Stewart. And uh, Casey is played by Bridget Lundy Payne. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to, sorry, I should give them yeah. a shout out. No, of course. Yeah. Shout out the actors for sure. So what I loved about the show as well is that they gave their relationship, it was a very like natural progression. They kind of started Casey and Izzy not really liking each other, but there was clearly some like sexual tension going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they end up totally falling for each other. There's like this scene that's so beautiful of them like on the track, the track in high school. Casey's like running laps because she's all stressed because she's like, I think I need to break up with my boyfriend because I don't know what's going on with me. And then Izzy confronts her and she's like, you're being so hot and cold with me. I don't want you to lead me on. You're leading me on all this stuff. And then Casey just runs up and makes out with her. Cause it's oh. like all this stuff is like built up. 
Yeah. Because Casey was avoiding Izzy and like being rude and all this stuff. Um, and I just thought like, yeah, I love, I love that storyline. And I think like the show did a good job of showing that representation without it also being like, gay, 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 gay. It was like, right. It was like, yeah, no, Casey had a boyfriend. And then I think see, if I saw something like that in high school too, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I would have related that to like my situation with Alice. I think this, you say this pretty much, I would say almost every time we talk about media representation, you'll make a point of being like, if I had this in high school, and I think it's so important to state every time because it really would have changed the game for you. It honestly would have. You, I'm not saying that you would have like come out like, you know, at 17 and been proud gay woman right away, but it would have sped things along and you would have been able to find this confidence sooner, I think. I really think I would have. Oh my goodness, yes. If these shows were out there, um, more than maybe just Pretty Little Liars at the time, because I think I was still a little bit like, I don't know, I would have been able to like be more comfortable and confident and maybe yeah. maybe hit on some other people. like Other than know. Alice. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. we talking about more than Alice. Totally. Um, but whatever, that's life. It's life. And listen, I'm here for a reason, right? Exactly. Um, another <clears throat> queer couple I really wanted to highlight is Max and Sophie from Ginny and Georgia. Yes. Um, loved this couple as well. And as you guys know, Sarah and I had Umberly on the show to talk about her character, Sophie. And actually what's really funny is Umberly shared that someone wrote a BuzzFeed article about Sophie on like how obsessed they were with Sophie's character. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But I feel like people are, I feel like people really are like, um, they really love this couple, it seems like. Loved the couple and the BuzzFeed article. I actually read it because I was like, oh, I want to read this. It was yeah. really funny. It was like just a big Sophie appreciation <laughs> like article because yeah. Sophie's character kind of similar to like a Casey and Izzy situation. Like you never really knew what Sophie's label was. You knew she had a boyfriend and then you knew she dated. I think she also dated a girl. So you, she could be bisexual. She could be pan. You never know. You don't know. They never mm-hmm. like made it very obvious. But once again, what I loved about Max and Sophie was that it was a very natural, normal progression into a relationship. Like we knew Max identified as gay, like soon into the show, she speaks about being very gay um, and how she, like her mom knew like as early as when she was like a kid and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Sophie, you know, to just be like the really good, like hot senior at this high school who yeah. Max is like, oh my God, Sophie Sanchez. And then they totally start dating and it that's great representation to have because just the audience can see, oh, Max, I think is a very femme presenting gay woman. Sophie's a very femme presenting queer woman and they're both dating each other and no one's thinking, oh, they're just gal pals. Like they're, they're getting treated like a serious couple. That's, that's refreshing. Yep. Even amongst their friends, straight friends, anything, it's like, they're integrated into it and it's like totally normal. Yeah. We got Booksmart. You know how I feel about Booksmart and Hope? Yes. Ho- I Hope was actually one of the first, for some reason, one of the first people that came to mind. Um, just because I feel like Booksmart is still pretty recent, but um, it just felt for me like, I don't know, one of the first like mainstream like movie 
experiences I had had where there was like a very femme presenting queer or girl like hooking up with another girl kind of thing. And and I'm sure it wasn't the first time, but I don't know. This was this was the first thing that came to my mind. Hope played by Diana Silvers and Caitlin Dever. Um, and Caitlin Dever has like a huge is like super into her. Oh, wait, how's it go? Or they just see each other at a party. They do because Caitlin Dever has a crush on the character Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. Who this is actually a great for the for what we've been talking about. Ryan, she thinks is queer and maybe Ryan is. We don't know. But Ryan definitely dresses more androgynous, like wears looser fitting clothing, likes to skateboard, maybe does things that seem more masculine and talks more masculine, like all of these things. And then we find out, spoiler alert, um, at the party that Ryan is is making out with this straight guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, who actually ends up being like uh, Beanie's love interest like like Beanie was like interested in him anyway yeah. besides the point but Ryan's making out with watch, a straight dude watch the movie yeah anyway then Caitlin's like what the hell and then she starts making out with Diana Silvers and more than making out but you guys just watch the movie okay because it's great and I think that that was just such a classic teenage situation doesn't matter whether you're straight or queer every person has a situation where they're like hooking up with someone for the first time and they're like what am I doing I don't know what I'm doing and it's embarrassing and it's awkward but it's also exciting and then their story kind of continues after that a little bit as well and I thought it was nice that it was just like very normal it was like a normal and also super awkward teenage experience that anyone could relate to Um, and it was happening between two femme presenting queer girls there's something quick I kind of want to point out that I thought was so funny was that before they started making out, they were arguing with each other in the bathroom mm. and it kind of like led up to the sexual tension. It was like, yeah, well, I think you're this. And then Diana yeah. was like kind of taken aback. Like the character Hope was like, I was like weirdly turned on by that. Like you like yelling at me a little bit and then they just start making out. <laughs> Well, weren't you saying that like Casey and Izzy were yelling at each other before they started making out? Like, I I think that is a bit of a trope, not just for queer stories at all, but I think just like that happens a lot in like romances where the people hate each other. I mean, Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Anyone, where are my Pride and Prejudice fans at? Um, Sarah loves Pride and Prejudice. Don't even get me started on Pride and Prejudice. It's my favorite. But they like hate each other. And, um, but really they love each other. I think it's like a, a common thing to like fight because it's like so sexy. I literally had an experience that, with that once. Once. It was like a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it ended up being like, it was great. It, it actually ended up being great. I'm trying to think if I've ever had experience like that. I don't know. The only time was probably when we were yelling at each other in the pizza place and then we started making out after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another femme representing woman who I was also one of the first I thought of was Carol uh, from Friends. And then, of course, her wife, Susan, who comes in um, pretty, pretty much right away at the beginning. But Carol's kind of like the main the main character because she's Ross's son's mom, Ross's baby mama. Um, but she's she's very femme presenting and they do like Friends does have a lot of homophobic jokes throughout the seasons that um, I think need to be addressed. But regardless, they go back in time and they show like past clips of Ross with Carol and how like he was trying so hard to like get things going with her when they were married and she like clearly didn't want anything to do with them. And the whole joke is like 
to me it was like she doesn't it's not clear that she's gay at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um except for the fact that she's like not um falling for his advances that she doesn't want to hook up with him essentially um she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to touch him um and she wants to have a threesome with this woman so it's complicated but i think part of that whole narrative was like carol's a beautiful like femme presenting woman and but she also she's also like a powerful character i would say um she's not by any means like a main character at all but she's a powerful um mom she's a confident woman who decided to leave her marriage for what she really wanted susan her wife is also seen as a very powerful um very like um straight to the point woman who also kind of like owns her sexuality if there's like a queer joke made around her she she claps back really fast so i like that part of their representation obviously there's issues there but um they're both both carol and susan were from presenting yeah i like that and i like the confidence factor that you pulled in i think it's like they both just know what they want and i think that's very very powerful yeah and it it comes through and they make it they make it into jokes they make it into jokes of like people feeling uncomfortable like men being uncomfortable about them being gay and them owning it and that's and that's like the punchline and i really loved that i i watched friends all the time growing up and i really always loved when susan and carol were part of the plot because i just i felt i felt their confidence and i really resonated with that it wasn't about their sexuality i just loved how confident they were and that comes along with sometimes like you kind of brought up like maybe men being uncomfortable about their gayness but listen if you're uncomfortable about your gayness the gayness of a feminine presenting woman and her feminine presenting girlfriend you two should own it like own it be like yeah i'm in love with her and i want to be with her and if you have a problem with that then take a hike well yeah that and there was never any like blatant homophobia against them but they but it almost felt like they wouldn't let any homophobia happen around them do you know what i mean oh yeah it almost felt like it almost felt like the whole yeah and factor that we've been talking about with Kyle like they owned they owned their sexuality to me it felt like i'm sorry if anyone didn't feel that way when they were watching but from from my eyes when i was younger growing up i felt like they just owned it they really did yeah that I, I think that's incredible. I want to speak quickly about Gia and Linda because y'all on the, the audience pod probably already know how in love I am with Angelina Jolie. Loved the storyline with Gia and Linda as well, as much as Gia is a very, very sad movie. Tragic story. But two femme-presenting women. Once again, we, we do find out that Gia is a lesbian. Um, we don't really know Linda's label, but Linda has a boyfriend in the movie leaves the BF, um, follows this beautiful Angelina Jolie. Like, guys, who wouldn't? Like, who wouldn't? Yeah. Who, what? who wouldn't? Yo, who wouldn't I jump? I would jump. I would have jumped across. I'd jump I into her arms. the ocean. I would jump across the ocean and land in her arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. Can we all envision that happening? <laughs> I've seen you jump into so many people's arms before that it's really not that hard to envision. I really, yeah, that's true. I guess that's like, I like You're it. You're a leaper. I'm, I am a leaper. I am yeah, a leaper. You leap into people's arms. Yeah, and also because I'm small, it's like easy. Sarah, why don't you try leaping into my arms? You never tried. I would break you in half. That's okay. I want to be broken. 
I would break your heart and I'd break your body in half. Please break my body. Yeah, loved that storyline too. And it also just the, it was a little bit of a toxic relationship for so many reasons. But I think seeing that um, as an audience as well is important to see Gia, who's a feminine presenting woman with some mask energy. Um, Linda, (laughs) Linda's also very femme presenting. So I loved it. Love Um, that. Santana Glee. Rest in peace, Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera. Yeah, but, and then, and, uh, God, I cannot remember, but didn't Santana date Brittany? Wasn't that the couple? Brittany S. Pierce. Brittany S. Pierce, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so two femme presenting women. And Santana, especially, I mean, kind of like you were talking about with Sophie, like Santana is, you know, the cheerleader, the really popular hot girl who previously dated, you know, the hottest boys. And I think that show was already progressive in so many ways. I mean, for me, most of all, having a disabled character be be one of the main characters. Um, for me, that was the first time I had ever seen that. So that was important for my little eyes um but i'm glad they brought that storyline in yeah and people loved that storyline with Brittany and santana like they were so cute i i don't remember glee as much um i did watch it though when i was in high school but i remember loving their i watched it briefly and i just i know that one of the main characters played by chris coffer um so he played um what we were talking about previous in previous episodes, like a very stereotypically gay man, right? Like had a bit more of that feminine energy, loved musical theater, um, you know, you know, dressed a certain way that maybe other guys in school weren't dressing. And so I thought it was I thought it was really great for them to obviously have have that queer representation. But I like how then they flipped it a bit on its head and they decided to um, show a different type of queer representation with the same cast um, so that you could see that there's multitudes and that um, it anyone can can be queer. These are just the first ones that we thought of that we really kind of resonated with or, or really liked. So guys, let us know. Who, who, do, who do we not talk about? Who are your favorites? Yes. Queer femme women in the media. That's right. Oh, That's can I shout question. out something really quick? Just because I I love Demi Lovato. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know that you loved Demi Lovato. So Demi actually was in an episode, a few episodes of Glee, where their character dated Santana briefly. Oh, yeah. I've totally forgot about that. And I have to say that also was great femme representation because Demi's Mm. character, Danny, was a femme presenting person. But was very like, I'm I'm gay. Oh, uh, there was something. Sh- there was something the character said, which was like, you probably are. Santana was all fumbly and weird, like all nervous around Danny. Uh-huh. And I remember Danny's character said, "Oh, so you're probably looking for a sapphic goddess or something like that." Oh, it was very. It <laughs> what was does very, that mean? It means like lesbian goddess. That must have been really like liberating for Demi. It was. Demi wrote in a post in, in, on Instagram when they um, spoke out about Naya yeah. passing away. Um, they wrote actually like playing alongside you um, during Glee. Like because people were giving so much love to Naya, first of all. I really, really want to give 
loved Naya about representing the queer representation in that way through her character Santana. People loved Santana. Like Santana was a big character and a very big trailblazer, I want to say, for like a lot of queer media, um, especially the way she looked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Demi did say playing Danny helped them come out because Demi was closeted at the time when they played Danny. Yeah. So, yeah, must have been a huge deal at that time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Percy Buns, why do you think, and maybe we've already talked about this. Let me know. But why do you think femme lesbians go through these struggles? I think we did briefly talk about this, but I think this just goes into, you know, people have this perception of feminine people needing to look a certain way for men. Um, And that's why I think it's really, really difficult for some reason to wrap your heads around the fact that I could be feminine, but have no interest in wanting anything to do with a man sexually, romantically, none of that. Um, And why? Because do you think if I'm dressing up, I'm dressing up for a man? You know what? If I'm dressing up, I'm dressing up for myself and I want to look good. Of course, if I'm getting ready for a date, yeah, I want to look cute to like impress someone for sure. I'm not going to deny that, but that's not all of it. And I think for some reason, men have this weird twisted idea that you're, you're like dressing up for them. The world has that idea about women in general. So I'm not just putting it on men, but like, I think that's why. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, the more feminine you look, it's just associated with like you like men. I don't yep. I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah, and I completely relate to this as a straight woman. I mean, we've t- kind of talked about this before in past episodes how the struggles this this particular struggle that femme lesbians go through is also just an issue for women in general. Um being being told um, you know, who they are because of how they look and how they dress. And I've 100% experienced this and this in particular feeling of that if I dress a certain way, it's going to attract attention from men or that I'm only doing it for men. Um, and and oftentimes, and every, every person who identifies as a woman listening to this right now will relate to this, going out in public and feeling uncomfortable. And I don't even need to go further. Y'all know what I'm talking about, like feeling uncomfortable because a guy's looking at you, feeling uncomfortable that maybe you're alone and there's a man nearby and you don't feel safe like the discomfort and the unsafety is so common for women let alone um queer women who happen to be femme presenting and then have this added layer of the fact that their their sexuality is being assumed um there is just like exhausting (laughs) oh god and I like that you brought that up. It doesn't really just have to do with the queer community. Anyone who identifies as a woman goes through this. Hundo, and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from from femme lesbian struggles because they are it, it is its own thing because there is that added layer of like also you can't assume my sexuality because of how I look or how I dress. But I just I like that as a straight woman I can really relate to this on a very palpable level. Like it's very um, true to things I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I want it to be done. And I think, I think we actually are going in that direction. 
I really do. Especially even when we talked about in our episode, do I look gay? When we're like, doesn't matter what you look like. I could look like a, I could look, I could be a purple monster and I'm gay. I thought you were going to say I could look like a potato. I was going, I was going to, but then I was like, Oh, were you really? I was, but oh then I'm God, like, I read your mind, but I'm like, I some I look like a potato like ninety nine percent of the time. So I was trying to like Same. try and I was trying to say something like a little more out out of this world, like a purple monster. I actually do look like a sweet potato pretty much like my <laughs> every day. Why? Because you're red. I'm orange. <laughs> That's exactly how I fantasized my woman. I know she was a sweet potato when you walked into her house. <laughs> yeah. You were actually walking into like a sweet potato farm. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like a great fantasy. Oh my god. Outdoors, outdoors in a sweet potato farm. All right, Sarah, are we ready to get into In Case You Missed It? It's my favorite time of the week. So for today's In Case You Missed It, Sarah and I really wanted to highlight the new Haley Kiyoko music video that just came out called Chance, and we actually watched it together over Zoom. Yeah, it was cute. It was a cute little like Zoom Zoom date music video premiere. Yes, and we so we actually did talk about Haley Kiyoko recently, but I just. I really, really, both of us wanted to highlight this again because I think she's just been killing it lately. And I think in terms of more lesbian representation, Haley Kiyoko is absolutely killing it and giving us um, more queer content and music to relate to. And I want to hear, Sarah, what you thought about the music video. Yeah, I felt like I there were so many points where I was like, oh my God, that's so cheesy. And, I, and that's what I loved about it because this was like the classic cheesy hetero music video that you all the tropes from a classic hetero music video that you would see like being cute in the on the beach um meet you know the meet cute where someone drops something and the other one comes and picks it up um you know bringing flowers to her door um uh, you know the where she like took the jam or whatever and put it on her like food, food fight, <laughs> basically. Like all of, all of these cheesy, cheesy things that we've seen happen a million times between um, hetero couples in music videos and movies. Um, it almost, it was almost like um, camped, almost like camped up in a way. But um, like that's what made it so, so great because we never get to see that. We rarely do, especially videos like that. I think Haley's always done a great job. Obviously, all of her videos are very lesbian-focused or queer-focused, where it's her pursuing um, someone who we're going to maybe assume identifies as a woman, but she's always, Haley is, like, showing that representation. We've seen it with her and Kehlani. Um, we've seen yeah. it in the video Feelings. Curious. Yeah. All the, like, she's just does such an excellent job of that, and they're never sexualized. Um, right. It's always showing kind of that cheesy story, but it's cute and we need that. And I, I'm really grateful for Haley to show that because, yeah, as much as Sarah and I were kind of giggling at some points because we we're like, that's cheesy, but in a great way. In a great I, way, yeah. I couldn't stop smiling the entire time I watched the video. And I have, yeah. a, I have a theory about the video because when I was listening to the lyrics, um, which I like because I think it's relatable. Mm-hmm. I wonder, do you think this was in Haley's fantasy? Yeah, so I actually thought 
I was surprised. I thought for sure that because the lyrics are basically saying we could have been great, but we'll never know because I never let you take a chance on me. Um, I never thought I was good enough for you or that or that um, you would like me. And so I thought for sure the music video would end with like back at the beginning where she's she shakes out of her fantasy. Um, but then it didn't. And I thought that was kind of cool. It took me out of what I was expecting. And I felt very hopeful as opposed to like, sure, the lyrics are saying something different than what's happening, but it almost doesn't matter like what actually happened. What's more important is like her recognizing that they could have been great if she allowed herself to to go there and to let to take that chance. And so she can kind of live in that fantasy and remember that for the next time, maybe. It felt hopeful. That's a great point because you're right. It, it did, because there is a glimpse when you see them again meeting for the first time after, um, hold on, I'm going to give her a shout out. Alexandra Ship. Alexandra Ship was in Love, Simon. Oh, okay, cool. Um, loved her in this video. Beautiful. Beautiful. And just like clearly the chemistry was amazing and clearly very authentic. As much as it was like cheesy stuff, it was also still like um, very well acted. It was believable. I was like, that's so cute. Like even um, the like make the, like the chemistry was obviously there. Like the making out felt very real. But even when they were in the park in on the blanket, I was like, damn, this is getting, this is real though. Like this is, you're mm-hmm. on a date and you're letting feelings go. But um, yeah, I, I like that because you're right. The lyrics are saying so, totally different. Like, oh, th- we could have been great, but I never let you take a chance on me. But showing, yeah, she, she did. She went for it. And I kind of like that. I think, you know, she could have let her just like, they bumped into each other. Alexandra Ship drops all the fruit and then you kind of go, okay, bye. But then Haley was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to take it. I'm going to allow her, this really beautiful girl to like, try it with me. So yeah. cute. It, so it's cute. almost like she was, it, it felt like she was giving that um, potential to her, to her fans basically being like, cause when she posted this, I saw that, I don't know, I'm just paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, this song is to remind you to go for that thing. It could be a person, it could be a career thing. It could just be taking a chance on yourself, but take a chance on that thing because you never know where it could go. And so I like that she didn't end it with like, oh, but but none of this is real. It's all a dream. Because I think she was just providing that like possibility. Here are the possibilities um, if you could actually did take a chance on yourself or a chance on a person. Um, and I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the song's very catchy. Like I, I, I remember it, be- yeah. I was like vibing. I was yeah. like, this is a cute – it's a really good song. So – this should go on It's Summer and I'm Gay playlist, which you haven't started yet, have you? No. I've been st- I've been adding to It's Spring and I'm Gay, but now I think I should add It's Summer and I'm Gay. Because it's summer. Is it? When, when's the first day of summer, though? It's technically like June 21st, but I think, question marks, but it's summer. Come on, it's summer. Okay. Okay, I'll add it to my It's – I'm going to make a playlist, guys, called It's Summer and I'm Gay. Haley is going to be on there. I added I found my friends to spring. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm here for it. And I need more videos like that because, yeah, like I said, I could not stop smiling. It's how yeah. I felt when I watched the Wasted Youth video. Totally. I actually was thinking about the Wasted Youth video because it was actually very similar to this in a lot of ways. But also I just love the aesthetic of this one. Love like the countryside, um, like apple orchard, 
um, you know, uh, kind of like pick a fence kind of thing going on. It was really cool and refreshing. Very refreshing. Kind of also, um, I just thought of Honey, Kehlani, like the same type oh, of- Oh, yeah. Oh, very similar to Honey. Non-sexual, like you can clearly yeah. see it's like we are in love. Like yeah. when Sarah sent me the video for Honey for the first time in 2017. <laughs> yeah, changed your life. I had an out-of-body experience. I was at you my did. office and I watched the video. I, w- I don't think I did work. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't believe I was the one who like found Kalani for you. I'm not surprised because you like know her. Yeah, we're we're good friends. Check my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, check Sarah's Instagram. Like she actually knows Kehlani. <laughs> oh, Percy Buns, I love this music video. Thank you for um, getting us to watch that and talk about it. Because man, just more of this. That's all I can say. More, 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 more. That's all we're asking for is more and more in this life. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, yeah. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me, give me more, give me more, give me, give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. Oh, I would love some Demi more. Oh my God. I'm feeling very lovey. After that, after watching that Haley video, I'm feeling very lovey. I wish I could come give you some loveys. That's okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. Oh, it was just like cute. I think I'm just like feeling like that was just really cute, Haley. I loved it. I think we're in our feels just in general lately. <laughs> yeah guys if you see what i'm listening sarah's gonna take a look at what i'm listening to tomorrow on my spotify she'll they'll probably be all like in my feels oh just like but like happy feels like feeling feeling good yeah i think i think we're just gonna um do whatever we can to feel good and if that means listening to hilly kyoko on repeat that's what we're gonna do totally that's probably what i'm gonna do can't wait. Me neither. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. <clears throat> I'll talk to you next week. Love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you for being you. <laughs> you too. Oh, my God. And happy Pride Month. Oh, thank you so much. Happy Pride Month one and all. We are going to celebrate this month like y'all don't even know. Y'all don't, y'all don't even want to be around us. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's pretty usual, but especially this month. Exactly, exactly.